Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minute. Same your host, Mike Jen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFJen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm, it is Hump Day, Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. And yesterday, a fairly quiet day inside the Big Ten, but there were a few interesting things happen. We're going to start off with the Hoosiers in Indiana. Tom Allen is doing one hell of a job. Now, I've said this multiple times. If you listen to the podcast, I've been very high on what Tom Allen has been doing in Bloomington. After he signed his extension during this offseason, in my estimation, it locked up an up-and-coming head coach. And what he has done with, obviously, limited resources at a quote-unquote basketball school has been extremely impressive. I feel as if what Allen has been able to accomplish at Indiana has been extremely impressive. Uh, This past year, uh, you know, if... When you look at what they did, you know, they almost were, you know, according to, you know, the Big Ten, if they didn't mess with the rules a little bit, they would have made the Big Ten championship game. Obviously, Ohio State didn't hit that that threshold for games, but they probably gave Ohio State, uh, in conference at least, the biggest challenge that they had all year. Uh, Michael Penix was absolutely awesome. The issue here is that Penix needs to stay healthy. If Penix stays healthy, and the Hoosiers could be a big problem in the Big Ten East. Let's be real here. And everything that Tom Allen has done revolves around recruiting because previous to this past class, he had the back-to-back two highest-rated recruiting classes in Hoosier history. Well, the 2023 class got off to a bang yesterday. In Day McCullough, uh, 6'2", 195 pounds, he is the son of Dylan McCullough. He is the brother of Desan McCullough. Desan actually is an Ohio State commit in the 22 class. There's a lot of chatter about the fact that Day would follow his brother, but that is not the case. He's following his father. And, you know, you might think, oh, wait, uh, yeah, Indiana just hired, you know, his his dad, Deland, just to be involved in Day's recruitment. No, no, no. Uh, Deland is a big-time coach. He is, I mean, he's the associate head coach for Allen. I mean, let's be real here. It's not like you've seen, you know, some AAU basketball coaches get hired to prospect, you know, some of their recruits' prospective schools. Um, it's it's a completely different situation. It is. Deland has been coaching in the NFL. He's been coaching all over the place. This is not a throwaway. This is not something that you can think. Oh well, you know. Tom Allen hired him just for a recruit. No, he didn't. He definitely did not. 
And uh, Day is is a solid player in his own right, uh, at 23 with plenty of offers, including uh, Michigan, Penn State, Maryland, and Florida. This is a huge recruiting win, massive recruiting win for Indiana. They don't get a lot of these. So they have to really enjoy it. And I'm impressed again. I mean, this is, you know, McCullough, the younger McCullough had plenty of offers. Could have went wherever he wanted almost. You know, as a 23, and you've got that many offers as a sophomore, as a junior, you're going to see 30, 40, 50 offers total. Yeah, exactly. So this is a, not a not a surprise uh, in my estimation for this commit. Uh, I kind of thought that the uh, the tea leaves were being read when his father moved, uh, but Allen still had to go and through the process and recruit the young man, and he did. He did a good job, and so boom, huge, massive recruiting victory for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. It has been a little while since I have updated the recruiting rankings, and we're going to do that this morning and right now. The 2022 class is right, you know, in the early stages of it. Fortunately, I will reiterate this as the NCAA is on the verge of raising the dead period on the 1st of June. That will only see more players make their decisions, whether it be to continue with the schools that they've committed to or decommit and look other places or commit to schools that they will finally get an opportunity to be on campus for. We will see. I think there's going to be a, a lot of a lot of recruiting movement between now and August. A lot. Players will finally get that opportunity to get back on campus. I mean, they haven't done in over a year. So with that in mind, just remember, recruiting is very difficult. And some of these rankings are subjective, too. So just remember that. Well, the Buckeyes are currently the highest rated team in the Big Ten. And actually the highest rated team in the land, according to the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. Remember, this is what we go off of because uh, they take the three major services and they average them up. I think that was a, a well job, a good job done by 247 Sports when they uh, started doing this a few years ago. So that's what I go with. I think it's the uh, most comprehensive ranking system out there. And therefore, the Buckeyes with 11 commits are number one in the Big Ten, number one in the country. Surprise, surprise, Rutgers is sixth overall in the country. The recent commit of Gavin Wimsett really is the cherry on top of this recruiting class, even if they get passed up, which undoubtedly, in my mind, they probably will by multiple other schools. I think the base that Greg Chiano has right now for the Scarlet Knights will keep them within the top 25 range 
when it is all said and done. Extremely impressive so far. 11 commitments right now for the Scarlet Knights. Right behind them is Penn State. James Franklin doing a much better job in the 22 cycle than he did in the 21 cycle. The 21 cycle was a very un-Franklin-like recruiting class for Penn State. Smaller on the numbers, uh, smaller on the ranking as well. Looks like the 22 class is off to a fantastic start with eight commits and a top 10 ranking. Those are the only schools inside the top 15. Michigan checks in as the next Big Ten school. They have six commits. They are currently 20th overall in the country. Maryland, a couple of spots behind them, a couple of extra commits. The Terrapins have eight commits. And Mike Loxley's group is ranked 22nd overall in the country. There's one thing we all know Mike Loxley can do, and that is recruit at a very high level. He's doing it again in the 21 class. The Golden Gophers are just outside the top 25 at 26 overall. They've got five commits. Uh, Mel Tucker is doing a good job in this class. He is 32nd overall with five commits. He's got the Spartans looking pretty good. Um, they've got some solid recruits in that class. The Hawkeyes of Iowa with only two commits. They are 40th overall in the country. Remember, th- these rankings are going to change a whole hell of a lot. Right now, uh, what they are ranked is, is not going to be where they finish. So just keep that in mind. Purdue. 53rd overall in the country, and they've got two commits. Nebraska with two commits as well, a couple of spots back at 58th. The Illini also two commits, 62nd overall in the country. The Wildcats of Northwestern with their one commit right now, and that is in statewide receiver Reggie Fumura. Uh, they are doing good, you know, for, for what it is and how early this is, and just have one commit, Northwestern doing a solid job, 67th overall in the country. The Badgers a couple spots behind Northwestern, still one commit as well, 69th overall in the country. The Hoosiers, remember, the commit from McCullough is for the 23 class, so this does not affect these rankings. So therefore, the Hoosiers, 72nd overall with just one commit. And that is pretty much it inside the Big Ten. Uh, there are obviously a couple of schools that uh, you know are lacking commitments right now and a good amount of them, but uh, you know it, it is what it is right now. It's early. And I think that like I said, things are going to change a whole hell of a lot. Once the dead period is raised, there's going to be a ton of movement. A massive amount of movement and don't be surprised to see a lot of these recruiting rankings that I just told you these teams are going to go up these teams are going to go down there's going to be a lot of movement these teams around them are going to get it teams below them are going to get commitments it is all over the place the recruiting for the 22 class is going to be significantly different than it was for the 21 class it is I think you're going to see a lot more decommitments as well I think the era of uh, decommitments and transfers is upon us. I just feel like uh, when the NCAA 
uh, especially this year, you know, giving out the free year, giving out the free transfer year, not having uh, recruits, especially the 21 recruits, uh, you know, physically meet with coaches on campus. I think you're going to see a lot of transfers out of that 21 class as well. And I think that those decisions made by the NCA are going to have ramifications in the future, not just for the 22 class, but for, a, I think, at least three to four classes. Because remember, that if you're a freshman and you played last year, you're a freshman again this year, eligibility-wise. And those players, if you know, they get over-recruited, they're going somewhere else. Guys want to play nowadays. That's that's significantly different from what it was 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago in the early 2000s. Guys would wait around for their turn. Guys don't do that anymore. Players don't wait for the juniors and seniors to graduate so they can get an opportunity to start as a junior or a senior. They want to start as a sophomore. They want to play for two years and move on to the next level. A lot of guys don't want, you know, a lot of guys don't want to wait, especially with an easy out like the transfer portal. You're going to continue to see guys jump into the portal and move on. Let's move on to some basketball news as well. Yesterday, the Illini got a solid commitment from Wisconsin guard Brandon Posiemski. Uh, Posiemski. Uh, is the reigning Wisconsin Player of the Year, 6'5", 195 pounds. He had offers uh, from a few schools, including Kansas and Kentucky. Again, with basketball, it's hard to say you know, how good these players actually are. Uh, offer lists are completely different than it is for football. The, you know, you've got 12 scholarship guys compared to 85. There's a significant difference. But uh, Podziemski, he's a good player. I like what the Illini are, are doing. I think that Brad Underwood uh, finds guys that fit his system, that fit what he's looking for, uh, and especially with all the guards that they are going to lose. They need to load up on guards for the future. I think Underwood sees that, and I think Underwood obviously is making a move to that with Podziemski. Yeah, I think this is a solid get. I like the size at 6'5", 195 pounds. Uh, I, I like this commitment for the fighting Illini. Uh, again, I, the way that Underwood recruits uh, might not be exactly what some Illini fans are doing, but if he has results like he did this past year, uh, a Big Ten tournament title, Getting a one seed, although they did get knocked off early. But remember, uh, everybody but Michigan did too. So uh, I, I like this commitment for the fighting Illini. Uh, Michigan State is going to see their roster continue to whittle down. Forward Thomas Kaither has entered the transfer portal. Uh, he is graduating after three years and uh no lie, this is not a huge loss for Michigan State. Uh, you know, Kaither is a guy that uh, played, but he wasn't playing a significant role. And uh, I think that you know, this kind of you know, opens up a spot for you know, Izzo to 
you know, recruit a guy that might have a bigger impact than Kaither did. Still a decent player, but uh, I don't expect Kaither to go to a school where he's going to get significant amount of playing time uh, that's at the same level as Michigan State. Uh, if, if uh, you know, when we find out where Kaither actually ends up going, uh, my estimation is is that he's going to go uh, either to a you know a smaller D one school where he can see a little bit more playing time. I don't uh, foresee him playing in a Power Five type of the basketball school. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFGen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm um, Raiders Reviews and Shares on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Wednesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.